Stand with me if you would tonight and turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. A very well used passage on giving. Um, but as you think about missions giving, there's so much application here um, that's a help. And so I trust this passage will be a help to you um, tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we'll read the entire passage here, and then we'll work our way through it. 2 Corinthians 9, it says, For as touching the ministering to the saints, it's superfluous for me to write to you. For I know the forwardness of mine, for which I boast to you, to them of Macedonia. Now, let me say this real quick. Back in March, I preached from this passage, and I didn't say superfluous. Okay, moving on. <laughs> For I know the Ford, and I blamed it on glasses and other things, you know, lame excuses. For I know the forwardness of mine, for which I boast to them of Macedonia, and that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain on this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready. Lest haply if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we, that we say ye, should not be ashamed in the same confident boasting. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had notice before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. But this I say, he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. He, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of the service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift. Someone is quoted as saying that tithe proves our honesty and offerings prove our gratefulness. The first part of that quote would come from Malachi chapter 3. The second part of that quote is taken from these verses in this passage. It, it concludes, thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift. In other words, our giving, our faithfulness, our act of faith is a demonstration of our love to God for the gift of His Son, the unspeakable gift. Let's look Lord in prayer as we get started tonight. Lord, I thank You for Your love that You express through salvation. And Lord, our expression of thankfulness You teach in this passage is our giving. But Lord, there's so many rewards. There's so many blessings. There's so many people that can be helped 
Lord, when we learn to express our love and our gratefulness through our giving. So tonight and this Sunday, as we give to Faith Promise Missions, I pray there just be a true and a full expression of our love for you, that our faith would grow and we'd receive, um, receive your blessings in return. I pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. You know, we've all received gifts, and there's some gifts we enjoy more than others, right? Uh, there are gifts that last, the enjoyment lasts beyond the first set of batteries, right? You know, for me personally, I like surprises. If someone asks me, what could I do? For, well, I'd say, surprise me. Um, for me, the 10th anniversary here at Eastland, um, the 20th anniversary the church recognized um, last year, those are full of surprises for me. And when I look at those things that are a surprise, I just reflect, I take special joy and delight in surprises. I've always enjoyed surprises when it comes to gifts. I remember when Rochelle and I were first dating, just right after we had started dating, my birthday is August 9th, a few weeks after we had gotten together officially, um, she helped organize a surprise birthday party. My family came down to Oklahoma City and um, they surprised me and, and celebrated my birthday. And because she was organizing it and it was a surprise, it was an extra special gift. I just, for me, surprises are a gift um, that continues to give. It outlives the moment. We all have gifts that we look forward to, gifts that keep giving. And, and the giving that is expressed in this passage the method of giving, the purpose of giving, those that receive the benefits, the glory that's given to God through the giving expressed in this passage is a gift that continues to give. And when we look forward to Faith Promise Missions Sunday and the commitment, this isn't just about putting a number on a card. This is something God wants to do in our hearts that can be a blessing to us well beyond this coming Sunday. It's a blessing that continues to give in our own lives and the lives of others. For many, because they have given and exercised faith and heard reports from missionaries and been a part of Faith Promise Missions over the years, this Sunday is an exciting day to look forward to. I mean, this is just an opportunity to step out, to um, exercise faith, to grow, to see God work. It's a celebration. For many here, Faith Promise Sunday is a celebration and something to look forward to. For some, this is new. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. If you haven't given, if you haven't stretched yourself, if you haven't given um, where it requires faith, where it hurts, where you don't see where it's coming from, that's, that's intimidating. That's scary. That's difficult. It can cause stress. It's sad to say, but there's some people who won't show up on Faith Promise Commitment Sunday. It's just not an area of, of faith that they've exercised, and it's hard because of that. It'd be like if I said, hey, let's all get up right now. Everyone stand up. We're going to go out here on 129th, and we're going to run 5K. That's just, let's all do it. Let's get up. Let's go. Let's do it. That's exciting. We're going to do it together. Isn't that exciting? Let's do it. Let's run 5K. Well, some people are going to laugh. And they're going to say, only 5K? Are you kidding me? Ha. But I think I'm hearing from a lot of you, you're going to say, ha ha, you think I can run 5K? And, and you're going to go the other direction to your car and head home, right? But that's what, 
That's what faith is. Faith requires exercise. Faith isn't simple and easy if, if we haven't done it. There are preachers who stand up here and, and tell us stories. There are um, people who share testimonies. But until you do it, until you exercise, until you take that step, until you exercise repeatedly over time in that growth, that spiritual growth, your faith begins to grow, um, it's, this can be intimidating. So let's talk about it. What is faith? Well, the writer of Hebrews said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance. I believe God can bless me as I give. So what's the substance? Well, it's giving. It's doing. What I say, I believe. Faith is a substance of things to hope for, the evidence of things not seen. God's going to bless me? Well, I need His blessing. I don't want to just earn money, as the Bible says, to put in bags with holes in them. I don't want to just earn money to purchase things and invest in things that I'm going to leave behind when I die. I'm not going to, I don't want to just earn money to invest in things that are just going to rust and deteriorate. And I want to make lasting investments. I want to do something significant. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When it comes to faith promise giving, the faith in faith promise is our belief that provokes us to action. That's that faith. A belief we're willing to do something about, even if it's difficult, even if it great, takes great effort, even if it means exercise we've never attempted before. Hebrews 11, it goes on in that passage, it says, without faith it is impossible to please God. God wants to take pleasure in us. And He takes great pleasure when we grow and we exercise faith. That's the faith and faith promise. When we talk about, in, in Romans chapter 14, it's talking about meat offered to idols, but then it continues the passage and it makes, application can be made tonight. It says, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. For us to not exercise faith and faith promise, for us not to take a step of faith, to do, to do something that requires um, a greater dependence on God, the Bible says it's sin. We're omitting, we're, we're overlooking something that's good, something that's beneficial, something God very much wants to be part of our life. He wants us to give, He wants us to live by faith. So for us tonight, the Wednesday night crowd, the ones who have been examples of faith so many times, let's look forward to this Sunday with excitement. And, and tonight, for our purposes, let's look at this passage of Scripture that will help us focus. By faith this Sunday... We as a church should want to do everything we can for the cause of missions. And between now and this Sunday, we should be in prayer about that. Lord, what can I do? What can our church together do for the cause of missions? That's what this month is about. And this is about our heart to see lost people saved. This passage of Scripture is referred to so often when it comes to giving, but there's so much application here. I'm drawn back to this passage. And so we'll, we'll look at some verses here and point out some thoughts here that I think will help us in our faith promise giving. The first thing I see is just a commitment. These folks in this church were willing to commit. In the Corinthian church, in verse 2 it says, for, for I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast, to you, boast of you to them of Macedonia and Achaia, that, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. He's saying, hey, I've been out there talking about you all. 
what was he talking about? He was talking about their commitment a year prior. Hey, we're coming up on Faith Promise Missions Commitment Sunday. Um, Brother Hardy pastored Eastland for 30 years. And he has the opportunity to go around to churches and preach. And what does he often preach about and talk about? The commitment. He boasts about Eastland Baptist Church and his years as pastor, seeing the individual testimonies of growth in people's lives. Why? Because they made commitments. Because we've made commitments. Because as a church we've grown together. And that's what Paul was doing. He was boasting. You know, all of us commit to things we want to do. We do. We're heavily committed to the things we want to do. We make the choice. I might commit to watch or listen to a Boston Red Sox or New England Patriots game. Why? Well, I enjoy it. It's fun to me. I, I, I enjoy following those sports and those teams, and so it's something I do. Some things we find enjoyable, things we want to do, things that are fun to us, we commit time. We commit resources. We commit part of our life and who we are, and we identify with those things. We commit to things we want to do. We commit to the things we feel are necessary. And there's so many things in life that we believe are absolutely necessary. And because of that, we commit to them. As men, we, we want to provide for our family. So we commit to work and go to work and do those things that are necessary to provide for our family. We commit to our job. We com we're committed to our family. You here on a Wednesday night, you're committed to this place because you believe it's necessary and your presence shows your commitment. We commit to things we want to do. We commit to things we feel necessary. And we commit to things we believe in, causes we care about, things where we think we can make a real difference. That's what Faith Promise Missions is. It's us sticking a flag in the ground and saying, I'm committed through my giving to missions because I believe I can make a difference here. And Paul commended them. He said, I boast of you because you're committed to missions. You're making sacrifices. You're helping those that are in need. You're using your money to be a blessing, not just to yourself, but you're using your money to do so much more and be a blessing to others. Paul commended. He said, I boast of you. He said, good job. All of us want attaboy, right? All of us appreciate some degree of recognition. That's, that's human. That's, that's natural. And Paul said, hey, I'm not holding back. I'm telling folks about you. And I'm telling them what you're giving and what you're doing. And, and how, let me tell you, Paul said, it's an encouragement to other people. And it's a help to them. And others are following your example. And your example is, is, is leading the way here. And so Paul, um, Paul was um, commending them for their commitment. He was giving them an attaboy. He's recognizing it. And for all of us, some little bit of recognition goes a long ways. You think about the pastors who have who've been here. Um, the last two Sundays, both have mentioned the reputation of our church. Why? Because it's our commitment has been shared with others, and that, that has been a blessing and a help, and we should take pride in that. There's nothing wrong with taking pride in our commitment and, and the example that we've provided that's been a help to others. Eastland has a reputation as a missions-minded church. And, and the two preachers the last two Sundays have mentioned that, and that's what Paul's talking about. Paul used them as an example. He commended them, he, he um, praised them, and, and he used them as an example. You know, when people hear, when we hear what other people do, it's a help to us. It, it causes us to just kind of examine, hey, what am I doing? Is there something else I can do? Can I do more? Um, can God use me in greater ways? It, the Bible teaches it's important not to compare ourselves. 
among each other. But when someone sets a good example and sets a high bar, it's important to say, hey, is, is there more I can be doing? More I should be doing? That's, that's positive peer pressure. Um, that's a comparison that help, that's helpful. Looking at others that are excelling should always be an example to us and, and help us to do more and to grow in ways that we should. So Paul was doing that. He was seeing how others were excelling. And then Paul, in verse 4, it, it challenges them to follow through. In verse 4 he says, Happily, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Paul says, hey, let me just give you a reminder. You're an example. You're a blessing. You've been an encouragement. You've caused others to grow in their faith. And what you've done has been a help. And the commitment that you made a year ago, let's make sure that all comes in. And it's ready to go. And he's sending them and preparing them. He's giving them a reminder. Who doesn't need a reminder? You know, there are a lot of times um, when it's not even fair to not remind. If something's important, I'm a guy. Um, Rochelle's my calendar. I, I expect, I need, Lord knows, I need reminders. Often, early, continual reminders. And she does a great job for our family. But we, it's not fair sometimes to not even offer a reminder if something is significant, if something important. Man, reminders are a help. And that's what Paul's doing here. He's offering this church who stepped out in a significant way. He's just saying, hey, I'm sending these men to, to provide you with that reminder that's, that's, that would um, cause you or keep you from um, failing to fall through in your commitment. And that was just Paul offering a help. Um, you think about our bulletins on Sunday. We print the offering totals in the bulletins. Offering from the previous week, offering from the year combined. What is that? It's just a reminder. It's just demonstra- showing what's been given and helping us to think, oh yeah, am I keeping up? Am I doing my part? Praise the Lord that everyone else has given and, and been so faithful and, and making sure we're fitting in and, and we're doing our part. And, and that's what that is in the bulletin. In part, it serves as a reminder. It serves an encouragement. Reminders are often appreciated and many times reminders are necessary. And Paul said, this is a big deal. And it's worth a reminder. And he sent men, he recorded in Scripture that he was reminding them of their commitment. Missions Emphasis Month is a lot of things, but it's a reminder. It's a reminder of the importance of missions. It's a reminder of the importance of our part in participating in worldwide missions. We go on in verse 8. Paul continued... And he talks about the grace that comes. When you make a commitment, when you step out, when you exercise faith, God comes along. And He's a help in this process. In verse 8 it says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Paul's saying, look, and it, it takes a lot sometimes to step out. If you haven't committed to Faith Promise Missions, if, if the Holy Spirit's laid a number on your heart, that's going to take a significant step of faith. It's more than you've done. It's something you, that requires faith. Paul's saying, you know what? God steps in at that point and He helps. He assists. Acts of faith require God's help. You know, sharing the gospel, tithing, Giving above the tithe, it requires faith. It requires significant faith. How many times 
this is as much a confession as a challenge, but how many times do we start out the week thinking, I'm gonna exercise faith in this area. And then one day, two day, three days in, we realize, wait a second, I'm failing at exercising faith. Had good intentions, had plans, made a commitment, but wait a sec, I didn't follow through. I didn't get there. Well, if we look back and we're honest, many times we're attempting to do those things in our own strength. We're trying on our own. We aren't exercising faith because why? Faith requires dependence on God. So many times we're more comfortable doing what we can in our own strength and not doing what requires God's strength. And God wants us to exercise faith in our giving, in our witness, in our love, in our forgiveness, in our heart of gratitude. Those things require faith. To grow in faith requires faith. And faith of all things requires God, God's help. What's the prayer that God so badly wants to hear from you and from me? Abba Father, our Father, I need your help. I need your strength. I need your power to be able to act in faith. I could draw from many illustrations, but allow me to use a personal illustration when it comes to commitment. I was just trying to think through times where the Lord's challenged me to commit. And there's probably not a time financially where the Lord challenged me more than through our vision um, commitment that we made for this offering when we built this offering. I came on staff. I graduated from Bible college, married that summer, and came on staff in 2002. In 2006, we took our vision pledge, a three-year pledge where we committed to give so that this auditorium could be built. Well, shortly after I was married, I had gone to an all-day um, live Dave Ramsey event in Oklahoma City. And of course, you know, I was all pumped up about um, saving versus spending and about saving for retirement, and about a budget, and things I had heard before, things I had worked on before, but just so much motivation from that day, that Dave Ramsey event. So I'm driving home on I-44, and I'm thinking to myself, self, Dave Ramsey says, you, never, you can't imagine what you can do for retirement when you have your house paid off. And I'm thinking, personally, I want to be as generous as possible and give as much as possible, and, and you can't do, you can't, Save for retirement, you can't be generous with a significant house payment, so how am I gonna do this working on staff at a church? Of course, understand, first of all, I was a missions intern. And so um, that comes with a limited salary. You aren't gonna pay off a house as a missions intern, I'll tell you that much. And so um, the other part of that is, I, I didn't get in ministry in my heart for the salary I was gonna make. That wasn't what ministry was about to me. Ministry was about serving the Lord, serving people, and, and, and never really expected to make the kind of salary that would allow me to pay off the house that I wanted to live in. So I came up with this plan on I-44, coming home from Oklahoma City that Saturday. I thought, if I buy and sell houses and fix them up because I can do construction, I can, in time, pay off my house. So I set a goal. And I thought it was a good goal. I thought it was a goal maybe the Lord even put in my heart. I just want to pay my house off so I could save toward retirement and I could be generous in my giving. And so I set that goal. And it took a while to get started, but by 2006, we had purchased a house. And we were moving in that direction. And in 2006, we made a commitment to the Vision Fund. And we were challenged 
to give in a significant way. And so we did. We committed a significant way. Well, in, in that commitment, I could not pay that commitment off in those three years with my salary and the budget that we had set. And it was, it was, a, aggress it was a conservative or aggressive budget, but we just couldn't pay it off. So in my mind, I started to think, you know, we're going to sell this house and I'm going to have to use the money from this house to pay off my vision commitment. And so in my mind, over that period of time, I was looking for other opportunities to pay off my vision commitment. But I got to the end of the three years and I had a significant portion of that vision commitment left to pay. And the Lord helped us sell that house. And we took half the money from that house and we paid off our vision commitment, which was a blessing. You know, I was able to do that because I had grown up at a place like Eastland where I had learned to exercise faith in giving. I grew up in the Martyrosian household where I watched my dad faithfully write offering checks and support the Lord's work through giving. And I had learned and started at a young age as a child giving faithfully, tithing, giving to missions. And then when I was challenged to give more, I had exercised in that way. So taking half of that, the proceeds from selling that house, which I wouldn't encourage anyone to do unless the Lord laid that specifically on your heart, but taking half of that and, and giving that to finish off my commitment, I was excited that I was able to do that. And that wasn't the biggest step of faith. It was significant. It was a, it was, it was a test. What I had a hard time figuring out was if I'm taking half of this money and paying off my vision commitment, how am I ever going to pay off my house? Going back to my plan to get a house paid off. But you know what? The Lord's not a debtor to any man. And when you commit to the Lord, His grace kicks in. He, he gets all over whatever it is that's a part of your life and your commitments, if they're in faith. And I can tell you as a personal testimony, the Lord allowed us to reach our goal. Not because of great income capabilities, but because he got involved and, and the commitments he asked me to make in my giving, he allowed me to make those commitments. But he, it didn't keep me from reaching other goals as well. And that's what the Lord's teaching in this passage. He's saying here in this verse, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. That's just not the work of giving and faith promise missions. That's, that's every good thing that God wants to be part of your life. Your giving won't diminish God's work in your life and the blessings He wants you to experience. They just make those blessings that much richer when we've exercised faith along the way. God wants us to step out in faith, and then He wants His grace to come in and abound in every area of our life as a demonstration of His strength and His willingness to be a help to us. And, and in that personal story, I know there's so many stories here in this room. People who gave more and have sacrificed in greater ways. But for each of those stories, there's God's blessing on the other end where God is blessed in even greater ways. We can't outgive God. When we exercise faith, we can't begin to imagine the rewards and the blessings and the result, and we won't know until we get to heaven. When we make commitments by faith, God's grace 
gets all over our commitments. You see that all throughout this passage. Verse 10, it says, Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. What's God saying? Get out there and sow seed. And then let me multiply the harvest. Let me give you grace to do more. Let me, let me help you experience blessings you wouldn't otherwise receive. Verse 6, he who soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He who soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. God wants to bless our commitments. We have to make those commitments. And Paul commended them for their commitments. He reminded them about their commitments. But we make commitments. We step out in faith and act. God wants to, His grace to be part of our lives. And He wants to demonstrate His goodness to us. But He can't do it till we step out and we exercise faith. In verse 11 and 12, we see how God is glorified. It says, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. In verse 12, for the administration of this service is not only supplieth the wants of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgiving unto God. The most impart, impactful part of this passage and a gift that truly keeps giving is our faith promise giving speaks directly to our purpose. And our purpose here on this earth is to glorify God. And we empty ourselves in our giving. What does our giving do? It gives God a greater platform to show His strength and demonstrate His glory for the gospel to be spread. God wants to be glorified through our lives. And one of the ways we do it is through our giving. The first part of this passage is the mechanics. Hey, the mechanics of giving. The second part is the result, the result of our faith. You know, God is a loving Heavenly Father, and He wants what's best for us. We can't imagine what that is. We think we know, but we're limited in our ability to understand and to see and know what's best for us. God wants what's best for us. But as a Heavenly Father, He loves it when we take the spiritual training wheels off our faith. When we begin to exercise our faith and we take the training wheels off and we are truly dependent on Him, that's what God wants for us. He doesn't want to live on our own strength and our own understanding. He wants to live in, us to live in His strength with His understanding. He wants to see us succeed. If we, have, if we exercise our faith, we reflect our Heavenly Father's character. If we don't exercise our faith... We can't glorify Him. You know, self-sacrifice, sacrificing what we make, the money that's in our wallet, the money that's in our account that could go to so many other things, it doesn't make sense. Sacrificing for missions so the gospel can be spread around the world, it doesn't make sense apart from your love for God. Giving your money so the gospel can be preached, so people can be saved. When we do that, think about it. That cycle is a cycle that repeats itself. You heard from Brother Eustace. We've heard from missionaries each Sunday, and, and for the last month we've heard from missionaries. And we've heard from um, the Thomases Sunday night. I, I think Thomases are hard for me to kind of take my eye off because of India. It's a fruitful field. Not all fields are that way. Um, but they've been incredibly ambitious. The Lord's used them. In, in incredible ways, and so many churches and so many people. And the testimony Sunday night was just rehearsing those, those things. But you know, when you give missions dollars, and they go toward missionaries and support missionaries, those missionaries share the gospel, 
and someone saved. And then that person lives for God. And because of that person, then the gospel is shared with others. As God's glorified, it's shared. This is a, it's a cycle that continues. And as, the, as the, um, Brother Bigham mentioned, we'll never know the multiplied, the compound effect of our giving. It might just be a dollar. It might be $10. But given in faith, we'll never know what God can do. When we exercise faith, God's glorified. God wants us to exercise our faith. Our money starts the engine that starts a cycle that's repeated over and over again through faith promise missions. That's what this passage teaches. That's what Paul's saying. And the last thought here is that others are helped in so many ways. We'll never know all the effects of our giving and those that, that are impacted. Verse 12 says, For the administration of this service not only supplieth the wants of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. While as the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection of the gospel, for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. You know, we've heard the testimonies this month. We've seen the effect of our faith promise missions, giving. And that's what Paul's talking about here. That's God's plan. Faith promise missions is about our attempt to follow God's plan, to exercise faith. This Sunday, we'll make a pledge. We'll make a commitment. As a church family, Lord willing, we will do all that we can to see God's Word spread throughout the world. I mentioned last Sunday, this past Sunday night in 2021, we committed $344,000 to Faith Promise Missions. We gave in 2022 470 um, in 2022 $473,000. This past year, we committed $425,000 and we've given $521,000. What will your part be? What, what commitment are you willing to make? How are you willing to exercise faith? Will each of us tonight exercise faith? Because this passage tells us if we do, will it be the recipients of God's grace? Will our commitment, the commitment we make this Sunday, honor God and help others? Because it can. Will our giving say, as the last verse in this passage says, will our giving speak to this last verse that said, thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift? That's the purpose of our giving. That's the source from a heart of love for God. Stand with me, if you would, tonight.